0: mm <sighs> joining us again, or for the first time, just a quick reminder that I am not a licensed sex therapist or um, a licensed sex coach. I am simply a person who is interested in creating space for us to explore our sensuality, sexuality, and eroticism through conversation and inquiry. We have some notes and links at the end of the show for resources, and we invite guests with their own expertise and experiences. We welcome love and feedback, especially when it helps us to be more inclusive. Welcome to our show. Welcome, everyone. We're so excited to have you for another episode of Adult Happy Hour. And I cannot, I literally say this every time, but I cannot describe how excited I am, um, because we have someone in the studio with us tonight um, who will be our guest, and I have a lot of things to tell you about the journey of getting you to be a guest, (laughs) but let me introduce you first. So, um, they are, first and foremost, a bad bitch, um, a healer, a vessel, a messenger, Sometimes a teacher, and most times a student. We have the wonderful T in the studio with us today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're here. Okay. So um, usually when I introduce people, I always tell them about the first time that I like met them or they came on my radar. I I don't think that you know the first time that Mm -hmm. I met you. Mm -mm. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the story. I'm
1: in my own world. So
0: (laughs) please tell me. I'm always like shocked. Like,
1: damn, where was I? You were
0: in a beautiful world. It was beautiful. Okay. So during the, um, well, we still in the pandemic let me not say during at the beginning of mm-hmm. the pandemic um i okay so I had been going through some crazy shit. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep it 100% vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. I had found out that there was an infidelity in my relationship. I was on the brink of deciding whether or not I was going to get a divorce or Whoa. stay married. And um, I was having trouble getting out of bed at that time wow. um, because everything was so heavy. And my friend, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. invited me to the this experience and all she told me was that it was going to be in the park and Mm -hmm. to bring a blanket Mm -hmm. and so um she knew what i was going through so i trusted her when she said this she got me to leave the house and i pulled up to this park and there was just a group of black women and Mm femmes from all different ages um laying on blankets together coloring in books and I was like okay let me set up my little thing and then um we took a hike up mm-hmm. the side of this <laughs> the mountain hike. yes and we went to a river like a stream mm-hmm. and set up there was this person who did sound bowls in the river so you could just hear the trickling river going by with the sound bowls playing in the background mm-hmm. and I on the on the way down i remember we we're all walking in a line together and then something happened that was fucked up mm-hmm. um there was some white people talking to some the, the little girl who was with us crazy mm-hmm. and i just remember you like stopping everyone grabbing her hands and we all sat there on the mountain we had a conversation about how we were feeling mm-hmm. about what just happened and we were all triggered cuz it was mm-hmm. also this was also during a time when we were seeing a lot of black death yeah everywhere yeah and then after that someone turned on juvenile back that ass up and we all twerked the rest of the way down the mountain <laughs> this is a real life story i swear this is a real story this happened and um <sighs> when I went up to just say thank you to all of the people that Mm -hmm. organized it, Mm -hmm. you were one of the people that I talked to and it was very brief, but you Mm -hmm. gave me the biggest hug and I was just so thankful to be there. It reminded me the power of community, the power of being around black women and femmes Mm -hmm. and being in community with them. And Mm -hmm. just like, I, I left feeling like I wasn't by myself. And oh, that
1: makes my heart warm.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> this was literally like uh-huh. right before I started doing adult happy hour. Oh wow. And, and deciding to take back some of my power. Wow. Like in the world. And that I have a poem about that experience. Because oh it was God. so crazy. It was just so crazy for me. I don't so even have a poem about that experience. It was an amazing experience. There's many poems that could be written about it, wow. but yes. And so that that is like my first memory of you
1: that okay so first of all i just want to say like hearing you like recount that memory i can't even like fathom how we did that like because we (sighs) i think the the beauty of that experience was that every person who showed up there not just the people who organized um but every person who showed up there like pulled themselves up from like different levels of like grief in Mm -hmm. their own like black womanhood Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. of course because like the social climate but also like our our own individual things that were going on and I remember it actually had started from like um we I just like I felt like it was necessary to do like a like a prayer circle and I was Mm -hmm. like I don't know what else to do like during this time and for me at the time like you know it was like George Floyd and and that experience had just happened um and I was just like I have done the the front line marching and and I don't feel like anything's happening here. I feel like my voice is like being silenced Mm -hmm. and I don't think that I needed my voice to to be heard, but I needed something to know. I needed to know that I was doing something that was going to actually help in Mm -hmm. some way. And all that I could really do in that moment when I had nothing else was like rely on community Mm -hmm. and spirit, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that even just hearing how you're recounting that memory, I'm just like, Wow, we did that like mm, yeah. not not just a, a me needing yeah. this thing and needing yeah. to do this thing, but we all held that space for each other, yeah. and we all showed up to that space like for yeah. each other. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't know that that's what you were going through yeah. during that time. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to think that every person who was there was there for the same collective grief, mm-hmm. but it's like when you really think about all of the different like levels. Of black womanhood and how we are impacted, mm-hmm. you know, there is no one specific collective grief. Yeah, we all like cry together. Yeah, you know, and I loved that, like even just hearing your like recollection of it all. It's like we had the space for stillness, and we had the space for you know exploration, but we also had the space for like. Yes, we're gonna shake our ass about it. <laughs> yeah. Because that also yeah. needs to be included. Like, there yes. is not more, there's not just one way to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So,
0: and it was an intergenerational twerk, too. Yes, it was
1: intergenerational. <laughs> like, there were people who were like older, people who were younger, yeah. like people from all types of different walks of life. And I was just like genuinely surprised. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, it gives me chills that like we were even able to pull that off because I wasn't a completely different, I was pulling myself out of a different type of grief, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the fact that we were all able to do that. Like, it makes me look forward to being able to do it again. It's been some time.
0: Listen, if you guys ever do something like that ever again, I will be there and I will bring a whole gang of people with me. Yes, absolutely. It was just so healing. And I think um, it, for me, just reinforced that... Uh, oftentimes when I'm going through the craziest mm-hmm. shit in my life and maybe my friends or whoever doesn't even know, mm-hmm. I have always found solace in being in community with other black women. Like yeah. there's just a way that we... cause. Even some of the personal things that we go through can be very nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, be, when you add in all of the other things that mm-hmm. may be impacting that thing, yeah. And so I think um, it for me was just a reminder of like who I am yeah. and like that you're tr- all of these things, of, and also where I'm of, yeah. and like the people who are standing like yeah. beside me, yeah. You know, and th- so even though we were like in our grief in that way i left feeling so powerful yeah yeah, yeah and empowered and i love
1: that i love that what we started with was di- completely different than what we ended with right like, yeah twerking down the hill was not <laughs> the same as sitting and coloring and coloring but right. blanket. yeah and we are like we're multifaceted yes. and we, we have all of those elements to us but it, it was beautiful to be able to tap into all of those different ways to heal yeah you know? yeah so thank you in for like character. reflecting on that because <laughs> I'm remembering, like, oh, this is possible. Yeah.
0: And I'm going I'm to send you the poem, too.
1: Yes, please do. Yeah, please do. I'm
0: definitely going to send you the poem. Cheers. chills. But, um, okay, so I think one of the things that uh, I also like to ask people before we really get into it is we have, like, a wonderful community of listeners. And I think I told you a little bit about how the podcast, like, mm-hmm. just has come into because people have asked for right. it. Um, and so it's really important to me when I when people are coming on um, for people to be able to listen to them with open hearts and mm-hmm. in addition to, like, open ears. And so I always love to ask people, what do people need to know about you, T, in order to listen to you in loving community?
1: Mm. I think that what people need to understand about me is... Um, i am I am a survivor of um, many things that were built to destroy me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am victorious over those things, but I'm also someone who has had to surrender to those experiences and the experiences of moving through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am queer mm-hmm. and queerness not necessarily specifically in my sexuality as far as how I Um, connect with other people but also how i connect with myself i think i'm very outside of my own um box that i was you know nurtured into Mm. and more so into the one that i've discovered and what i've learned to make me feel safe um Mm. i am religious and Mm. i think that that is something that um should that i don't think that either of the two need to conflict and i think that because of my religion and the discipline that I've been able to find that I have been liberated through that process. Mm. Um, And none of it conflicts in my world. Mm -hmm. And there's, I would also say that I'm, I'm layered, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's layers to me and there's experiences that I've had that are very far on the pious and modest, you know, part of the spectrum and very far on the not so pious and not so modest, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the things that, you know, the the greater bulk of you know society would say is looked down upon mm-hmm. but I think that I'm all-encompassing of all of those things so yeah I think that to be open-minded when it comes to me is is to not be threatened by either side of of where I come from and all of the in-between of, of who I am
0: mm. Oh, that was so wonderful. Thank you. Um, and you talked a little bit about some of the things that I would love to talk to you more about. So that brings me to my first question. question. Yes. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I have I have a set of questions, but I think I wanna dig a little bit more into like little tea like okay. and just give us like a journey. So you talked about being um a religious person and a spiritual mm-hmm. person. So what has your journey towards where you are now? Like mm-hmm. where did that start and where mm-hmm. has it led you?
1: Um so I grew up in a very Baptist Christian um background. My grandparents are like um they run a church. So mm. with the, I have a bishop grandfather and evangelist grandmother like first lady and pastor of the church
0: i we did not talk about this
1: at all (laughs) we talked
0: on the phone i did not know that yeah okay so
1: so that was my upbringing for quite some time um and that upbringing is also (coughs) excuse me a little backstory um that upbringing is through my mom's husband who has raised me since, since i was about eight months old um and that upbringing also is what saved me. I'm very transparent about like my my journey and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um that upbringing is also what um like brought my mom out of um drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was the place that taught me the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's the place had I not been placed in in front of God in in that um point in my life like at a very young age um I don't think that any of what my experience of life would be what it is mm-hmm. the the good and the bad mm-hmm. you know um because I think that there was the first time that I was able to understand my spirit like the one that lives within me mm-hmm. a lot more um and so I grew up in a very you know hoot and hollering baptist church mm-hmm. holy ghost catching speaking in tongues you know church mm-hmm. um and I did that for a while um and then my grandparents moved away um because of gentrification and things like that I'm a bay area native so mm-hmm. Um, you know the tech boom happened and people moved out of my hometown and moved to different places Um, and so through that we tried to find other churches that felt comfortable Um, but my mom didn't like those churches because I also am the granddaughter on my mom's side of um, a gay man Mm. and so you know Christianity and queerness don't really mesh all the time Mm. and so hearing things like that in the midst of like my mom's grief as well of her own father because my grandfather passed away from HIV, Mm. AIDS. It's like a very, the dual thing, it Mm. happens a lot in my life, Mm. right? Um, Because of that, I didn't, um, my mom, we couldn't find a church that felt right to us. Um, And so my mom kind of like strayed away from it and me being a child, I also, you know, had to. But because of those formative years being so much in the church, there was no way that I could fully stray away from it. So I had a lot of like experiences of like, spirituality and supernatural happening Mm. um and i'm the only one of my four siblings who is baptized Mm. yeah i asked to be baptized when i was like four years old in the middle of my grandpa's sermon (laughs) like yeah very interesting Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what it was but i had a lot of like unanswered questions for quite some time um and then at the at the tail end of my journey through high school those questions started to become Like very much more present, and I didn't know what to do about the questions that I had. So the first Mm. thing that I thought to do was okay. Well, I need to find church again. So I started going to church again, and I would like bring my friends and things like that. And still, I felt like spiritually, like something was being filled. But you know, my understanding of spirituality and my understanding of whatever this source of being is, I didn't really get it. Mm. Um. And so in college, I started learning about you know the transatlantic slave trade a little bit more than the public school system mm-hmm. tells us about, mm-hmm. and I which started, is
0: basically nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and very much nothing, and it doesn't analyze. even yeah, and it
1: mm-hmm. doesn't even like permit any space for like humanity of these people mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. be present. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I did learn was like two thirds of the Africans who were brought here through that slave trade um, were Muslim, mm. and so I was like, what? Okay, why? And um, I went through the process of understanding Islam a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I think that this is where my answers are. And so I converted to Islam Mm -hmm. um, at 18 years old uh, and did that for a while and also navigated um, being in a relationship during that time um, Mm. that, you know, in Islam, you're not really supposed to have boyfriends. So Mm. being married um, Mm. during that time and experiencing religion not only separate from my upbringing as an individual and as a child, but also my my religious practice as an adult and a wife at the mm. same time, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's something that I still sometimes think to myself, like, you were married? Like, that's insane. That
0: is insane. Yeah. Oh and my so gosh. young, you know? Yeah.
1: And we never actually got to the point where we put it on paper, but we did it in a masjid. Like, we, yeah. we did that, you know? Yeah. Um, And so... I, it almost, it almost felt like I went from one cage into another,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and I had mm-hmm.
1: to, I had to work through that. Mm-hmm. The, re- the relationship stopped. I know this is kind of a long story, but we're no, getting no, to the no. end of it,
0: right? Go ahead, tell us.
1: <laughs> so the relationship ended um, mm-hmm. because it was very toxic and I don't think either of us knew what we were doing, mm-hmm. um, but we both knew that we had a faith in something and that faith was, you know, giving us the space to do more than we probably should have Mm. um and i tried to after that relationship ended um still stay the course of practicing islam but i i couldn't do certain elements of the practice because so much of it included him and it felt uncomfortable and triggering to me Mm. Um, but i did know that to be a muslim means to be someone who is in peaceful surrender to god that's what it literally translates to. Mm. So I, I knew it within my heart that as long as I was somebody who was in peaceful surrender to God, then the rest is the rest is up to, you know, whatever. And it led me into a, a lot more safer of a life for myself. Mm-hmm. And I spent that time with myself and in and out of relationships and things like that. Um five years after that, um, I was at a poetry performance of mine um and ran into an old roommate of mine who's used to do visual art in like the on these like big wooden boards mm. the big wooden board like fell on my head while i was performing oh my gosh yeah and this was um an old friend who like we had of falling out and so i was just like looking in the audience like this bitch what the fuck you know i can cuss right yeah Yeah, okay please okay but yeah
0: you know what podcast (laughs) you're right i thought
1: so i was like we're adults here right yeah um but yeah so um even just saying all this story i'm like this is actually insane but it really happened swear not making this up so yeah it fell on my head and i just looked into the audience like this bitch what the fuck was this like a like did you set me up you know and I also hadn't spoken to that person like the entire time that we were at the event. Mm. So then I go up to that person at the end and I was like, okay, maybe I should say hello because whatever that was was weird. And mm. I, you know when you can feel in your gut like yeah. something's up here. Yeah. Um, and I spoke to them and they were talking about the fact that they were like in the process of being initiated into priesthood and this religion. And I was just like, priesthood, that's a big mm-hmm. deal, you know? Not really understanding what it was all about. And they were like, you know, if you ever want to get a reading, um, just let me know. And I was like... Okay, sure. Um, and I so I scheduled a reading or whatever. And then um a couple weeks later, I'm standing in the middle of a labyrinth mm. um on shrooms mm-hmm. at Lake Merritt. Mm-hmm. Um because I was trying to, you know, explore <laughs> My experiences with spirituality. First time doing shrooms? Second time. Okay. Second okay. time. Yeah. And oh, I don't God. know why I decided to do it at Lick Merit <laughs> or in all in places. The, in the literal labyrinth. Yeah. I ended up in the labyrinth. But like i I've, I've experienced <laughs> labyrinths before. So I was okay. like, huh, this might be good for me on shrooms. Okay, like, okay. This 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 experience might be better. Okay. So as I get into the middle of the labyrinth, I get a message from that person that I was in a relationship with in Islam and all the things um who had like cheated on me with the best friend's girlfriend um and basically had decided five years later that he was going to tell me tell me that he told her the truth about everything because he had been lying to her for years and you know me on shrooms was just like huh how do you feel about that like i don't know why i wanted to explore how he felt about (laughs) it like first of all um you got me fucked up what are you hitting me up for
0: the shrooms yeah
1: and so he called me um while you were on shrooms yeah standing oh, in the middle no. once i got to the middle of the labyrinth Mm-mm. so now i'm standing there in the Mm-mm. middle of the labyrinth in a public Mm-mm. space on shrooms no nah. and um he was just like um yeah so i wanted to know what you're going to tell god about me on the day of judgment um because i know that everything that i've done to hurt you has been I might, I hope he isn't still stalking me because he might hear this and be like, what the fuck? And I don't care. Fuck you, Yeah, I'm I'm protected. When this is going out to you, fuck you. And I wish you would. Shout out to you for being a fuck ass bitch. No. Yeah, still winning. You know? Okay, bad bitch. (laughs) Period. Walk through the door, first and foremost. Right. but yeah, so... You're just...
0: Anyway, keep going. Keep going. I am about a, to really is, go in yeah, on him. You're just a line
1: of her story. Yeah. He literally is just a line. Literally is just a line. And thank you. Right. But you're welcome, <laughs> too. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I'm standing in the middle of the labyrinth. He's like, what are you going to say to God about me? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, right now? You want to ask me that right now? Like, it's been years. You have plenty of apologies mm. to say to me before you ever can ask me anything about mm. what I'm going to say, number one. Two... Don't worry about what I'm going to say to God. Like, I'm sure God is going to talk to me about plenty of other things before you. Three, Mm. like, I'm not tripping off you. Like, I am not even there Mm. anymore, you know? And he, like, had all of his, once again, his experiences of watching me via social media and all the other ways that he was keeping tabs Mm. on me, because that's just the type of person that he was. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, you've lost the light in your eyes, and um, you... You need to come back to Islam and how can you be a Muslim, but you're gay and all of these things. And I was just like, I am a lot more closer to my understanding of God than I have Mm. ever been with you. Mm. So please, what do you, what do you want? Mm. You know, long story short, um, he threatened to like, uh, he was just like, oh, you know, if I didn't speak to you, I was probably going to kill you. And I'm like, okay, you're insane, but you were never going to kill me next. And I'm on Shroom, so I'm definitely like okay anyway you know my mouth
0: is wide open right now right
1: crazy right yeah that's
0: insane
1: i'm sorry this is like kind of a long story but we're getting there no no no, it's, it's, it's all- coming to the yeah. end i swear
0: <laughs> so it's important context yeah for i can't believe i lived this every, yeah every
1: time i like think about this i'm like this is insane i wish i made it up
0: what's so crazy too is that you're like a young person yeah like yeah married yeah at, 18? at 18 18 <gasps> I thought I, lived, thought I had life figured out. I've lived
1: multiple you've lives. You've lived many lives. Yeah, definitely. We haven't even gotten to the life that I live now. Right. We're getting never. there though, because this all this is all coming back full <laughs> circle, right? So yeah, all of that happened. He called me again later in that day and I was just like, oh God, I knew he was going to call me again because he could see that I'm still the same bitch. Like, mm. yeah, I'm still the same one that you tried to like break apart and, mm. you know, turn mm. into to nothing. And I'm, mm. and I'm still here mm-hmm. and still it, it shakes you up inside and mm. it makes you, it literally made him like smile to the point where I didn't know his wife was sitting there on the phone and she smacked him and said, what the fuck are you smiling about? Mm. And I was like, what are y'all doing on my phone? Like child, anyways. Be Damn. honest. Would
0: you have answered the phone if you weren't on shrooms?
1: I think at the time, probably. I really? think that if I'm being honest with you, my experiences with psychedelics were not very psychedelic. Mm. If anything, they just made me realize that I'm kind of always in a psychedelic state.
0: That's amazing. That's mm-hmm. really amazing. Mm-hmm. For me, it's making me realize that I can tap into mm-hmm. that
1: because
0: mm-hmm. um, that Virgo control is like uh, yeah, you know? yeah. But. I think
1: I think because I have a Pisces rising, mm. that's what makes it like oh that
0: pisces rising wow dream girl right oh my gosh yeah for sure (laughs) okay we took a detour okay so then so (laughs) we love to take an astrology detour (laughs) it's like
1: a commercial break exactly (laughs) um so yeah yeah so all of that happened he called me later on in the night and was basically crying bawling crying and begging to see me and i'm like you just said you're gonna kill me no and he was just like, no, like, I'm not going to kill you. And he's just like crying. He's like, all I had to give you was my faith. And da da, da, da. And I'm just mm. like, what do you want? And he's just like, can I please just come and apologize to you? And I'm like, okay, sure. On his way to come and apologize to me, he gets into a car accident. Yeah. And he um, was like, I'm going to let you know when I get home. And I was like, you don't need to let me know when you get home. But okay. And he didn't let me know when he got home. But then something in me told me to check in anyways, cause one I don't care about the person, but t- but when I feel something like that, I'm like let me check in. So I texted him. I was like, are you good? And his wife texted me, and she was just like, hey, I know that he planned to come and like see you and things last night. However, that made him get into a- or that led to him getting into a car accident that then put him in jail. So it would be in our best interest for you to just like not, you know, reach out to him again. I said, oh no problem. I didn't reach out to him in the first place. But yeah. All of that happened, right? And oh I'm like, my I wish I could make these things up. Yeah. Whatever it is that's protecting me, yeah. wow. Yeah. This is before I had my reading that I scheduled weeks earlier.
0: Oh my god! I go
1: and get a reading and the first thing that was said to me was, so who's trying to kill you? There is someone in your life, maybe an ex who is still trying to harm you and wants to kill you and probably wants to kill themselves and is trying to... Take you with them. Like they want to have spiritual control over your life.
0: Oh my God.
1: Considering that I literally was in the same like religious practice as this person. Yeah. And, and that was the the stronghold that was stopping me from even being able to pray for so long. Oh
0: my God! Yeah.
1: And I was just like, Well, he said he wasn't trying to kill me anymore. And he's like, Oh no, he still is. He still is. Like, and you know, it's probably best that you, you know, do all these steps to keep him away, like legally. Like, yeah. you know, spiritualists they handle things spiritually they don't mm-hmm. always handle things legally mm-hmm. but he's like legally i think you should take legal action and i was just like wow this is crazy mm-hmm. um and yeah and so from that point on i was like so what is this what is this mm-hmm. thing that you do that was able to tell you this about my life that quite literally saved my life mm-hmm. and from that in from that point on i leaned in and now um a couple years later i am a practitioner and priest of A Lukumi Regla de Ocha faith, also known as Santeria. And um, I've been doing that. And I think that all of those different elements that I've just expressed about that story needed to happen for me to be in this place now that I am where I feel at home
0: oh my gosh, literally the hairs are standing up on the back of my neck because one, I'm glad that you told the long story because it was worth it. Cause I've known, I've known that you have been on this journey. Um, but I didn't know what brought you there and literally like saved your life. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> so, you
1: right. just got to take a second. Like, I have to yeah. take a second sometimes and I'm like, I got to do something about this. Like... I have to give like the the thing that keeps me going at this point is the fact that all of this had to happen just to bring me to this point. Now and, I have to pay homage to all of those things. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And it's testimony too. Yeah. And so um now you're serving mm-hmm. in community mm-hmm. with folks. Um and it's, it's been incredible to, like, see your journey. If you guys uh, follow T on Instagram, you'll see their journey. Um, and one thing I appreciate about you is that you're so open mm-hmm. about the journey. I'm wondering um, what's something that uh, Santeria has given you, mm-hmm. either with perspective to life or love or even sex or whatever, that, self, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that um, has been really, like, transformative for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think multiple things, and I think that there's different layers, and I think what I appreciate about the religion is that it it allows a space, for one, for it to be a religion and a tradition and a culture all at the same time, Mm -hmm. Um, but to kind of take away that nuance of religion where we we kind of like look at religion as though it's something that's confining. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are certain restrictions, but they're not forever restrictions. They're also not um, things that take you away from your livelihood. And so- Full transparency, like I did a little bit of like um, cause you know, initiation ceremonies cost money and I didn't have money. Mm. Um, and so I did a little bit of the um fundraising for that, like through crowdfunding, but I also um was doing OnlyFans Mm. at the time and Mm. the money that I made from that went to pay for my ceremony. So I was absolutely showing my ass cheeks and everything to make money for my healing. And everyone knew, and it was okay. And you know, I I'm in community with people who used to be sex workers Mm -hmm. and used to be, you know, dancers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it not being something to be ashamed of. Hell yeah! And there are still people who are still sex workers and Mm -hmm. dancers and things like that, and are. Incredible spiritualists, if yeah. not some of the best spiritualists. Hell, motherfucking yeah! Because that's like a
0: major part of the work is Absolutely. healing and, and spirit and doing spiritual work. Hell yeah! It.
1: And so, if anything, I think it's heightened my understanding of my own like sensuality, mm. Um just through the actual practice, but also the the theory of all of the practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The history of it all, and it's really like, I think it's liberated me as a black woman, um, being in a faith like this where. In ceremony, yes, there is a certain level of modesty that is present. Like, you know, we cover our shoulders, we cover our hair, we wear long skirts, right? But it does not mean that who we are as somebody who is crowned in the practice or, you know, initiated into the practice, that we are limiting ourselves to what we can experience and feel like sensually and sexually.
0: Hell yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And I've never, I've never had a space where both can exist Mm. and I didn't feel shame for one or the other. Like... I'll be engaging sexually and I don't have shame about the fact that I also like am like a a very like religious and spiritual person. And then or the opposite, you know? And there's been there's been experiences, even just navigating this religion and navigating relationships with this religion where people have had all of these different opinions about or these ideas about what it means to be a priest. And they think that it means the same thing as being a nun. And I'm Mm. like, no, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then when they don't think that, they think that I'm doing some type of like witchcraft on them in order for my coochie to be good oh hell no and i'm just like let's. <laughs> i love how specific that is like, yes that's nah, like, just good because it's good it's just good coochie like <laughs> right. maybe what it is is i'm not actually confining myself in any way in this moment and i'm able to be present with you because mm. i know how to be present with myself mm. like i don't think that's witchcraft but if that's what you want to call it go talk to whoever you need to talk to about it
0: yeah, yeah that is so funny not yeah. witchcraft though no
1: really like i'm like don't you think that i have other things that i want to accomplish before ever having to do any type of work and, on right. you
0: and if i'm gonna do witchcraft it's not gonna be for you for you right like i can do anything with with witchcraft and i'm
1: please just, get real right <laughs> like bye <laughs> there's plenty with better and right. more right than, than you have right right like,
0: always and yeah
1: and what makes you think i'm not a catch alone first and foremost that
0: part yeah i don't need to
1: do witchcraft it's called good coochie i don't right,
0: know right
1: right even before you had the coochie you wanted to be in my face <laughs> exactly. Did you do witchcraft? so
0: you right so you knew it was yeah good.
1: you knew it was good
0: <laughs> you the one doing witchcraft you, you knew what it right was now. when you
1: signed up right you
0: um i so i get the sense i get the sense from you that like self-work is something that's really important to you, Mm -hmm. Um, which is related, um, even though we took a little detour for a moment Mm because good good coochie deserves a moment.
1: Absolutely. Um, Always has a seat at my table. Right, same. Right next to Jesus Christ, actually.
0: Yes. Call it what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would love to know... is that true is is self work is like something that you've prioritized?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that self work is it is what is keeping me going. Mm. If I'm if I'm fully honest with you like and not only in the way where it's like I need to improve because I'm always healing from something cuz yes, we are always healing from something. Right now my self work is isn't strictly about oh, well I've experienced trauma so I need to heal from something. Mm. My self work now is like how can I make this life feel the most delicious it can ever feel? Like how can I make sure that when I am this woman in my 60s that it looks like I've lived a beautiful life?
0: Yeah. You know,
1: that's what my self-work is. Hell and it's yeah. it's not something that anybody else can determine for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that I feel in my body, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Mm-hmm. What's so crazy is that everything you just said is how old are you if you don't mind me asking?
1: I'm 27.
0: So I learned that at thirty, and mm-hmm. it was a journey of me getting there. But one of the the most seminal things—have you read Uses of the Erotic? No. Okay, I literally have mentioned this essay also every single episode. But Uses of the Erotic. By, I'm putting um, it in
1: my phone right now.
0: It's yeah, true. Audre Lorde. Oh, say less. Yeah. Yeah, all you yeah. have to say is "audio you, lord." Right, you don't have to do that. I'll send it to you afterward. Okay, cool. I'll send you the the written one and the like audio to listen oh, to it love too. Love it. Yes. Okay. It that is literally the what the essay is about hmm. is just about how we have so eroticized uh, sensuality and eroticism, mm-hmm. and they mean very different things mm-hmm. from like sexuality, mm-hmm. and that really being able to experience life through all five senses is what it really means to be sensual. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a spectrum of pleasure Mm -hmm. that of course leans into sex because hopefully you're having pleasurable sex. Right. right. A lot of people are not, but hopefully we get there. But then there's like all these other erotic sensual experiences Mm -hmm. when it comes to eating food and tasting food or even just like, I'm experiencing a lot of sensuality with like breastfeeding right huh, now because yeah. it is a very there's like his warmness pressed mm-hmm. against me. There's yeah. us like making eye contact with each other and like falling and the, in love. The and feeling
1: of knowing that your your body alone has more than just enough for you, but also for your child. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, yeah,
1: I'm overflowing right, right. now. Right, the, the sensation of overflowing. Mm-hmm. And and like wow. my
0: boobs are not just sexual objects for no. people to do things with but like their sustenance yeah for that life and you know? you're
1: also fed by that experience of of being like sustenance for your child your yeah. your child is also giving that to you and it's it is a connection where it's like I have this person who is able to look at me mm-hmm. and see me mm-hmm. and I have this warmth that I'm able to to feel that I also played a part in creating.
0: Yeah exactly it's
1: literally you outside of yourself experiencing yourself. Yeah like I swear motherhood has to be like a a super power. It has to be it
0: it, it's such a spiritual journey, too, because yeah. there's also all of these things you realize. And this is another part of the essay uh, that I'm going to send you, too, is just about, especially for like black women, there's so mm-hmm. much ancestral knowledge that um, because of slavery racism right. sexism that we have been pulled away from right and i think motherhood is one of those journeys where you realize how much is just innate right how much your body knows how right. much your ancestors have right. poured into you being able to navigate the world in that way and being able to tap into that yeah. is a very sensual experience yeah and
1: it, it- is a, it is a sense right um and i think that sometimes what we don't even realize and this is something that i've learned not only through my practice in Santeria, but I think even as far as the way that I, the way that I experienced Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. And how I said it's a hoot and holler and speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. and Holy Ghost catching experience. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the Christian rhetoric. It was the actual experience of, you know, feeling something in your body, Mm -hmm. right? And learning more about that, I understood how African that is. Yeah, that it was actually how black people practice Christianity. It's Mm -hmm. not how everyone practices Christianity. Yeah. And I think that through all of these different experiences of spirituality that I've had, what I've learned is that sometimes what we call intuition is actually our ancestors. Yeah. And that is a sense, you know when they talk about that sixth mm-hmm. sense? That's what that is. Mm. You know, like, um, who is it? I had a friend who had said like that your gut, like trusting your gut, your gut is the God under there. Mm. Right. That's just, it's an acronym for the God under mm. there, right? And I loved that. Yeah. Um I've never heard that before. Yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. It stuck with me for it's like one of those things in my like arsenal of like yes. oh, this thing stuck with me <laughs> yeah. you know but i think that sometimes with our with our intuition what we don't even realize is that for i think for some people trusting their intuition is really hard because they don't know where it's coming from mm. but in my experience of One, understanding Santeria, but then also looking back at my experiences through Islam and through Christianity, I realized that it wasn't just simply my intuition, but I know where it's coming from. I can put it to a name now. Mm. And I think that when I talk about like making life feel delicious and things like that, it's like, this is what I can do as a continuance. Of these people that I came from. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: yes, I do come from people who are highly spiritual, but I also come from people who are very queer.
0: Mm. My
1: grandfather was gay. Mm -hmm. My great-grandmother was also queer. Mm. And she had been married five times Mm. in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, One of her husbands was actually a trans man, Mm. you know? And it's like, I, in order to honor the duality of both, Mm -hmm. that like sensuality and to experience spirit while also experiencing, not just spirit as far as like... um, god consciousness but Mm -hmm. spirit as far as these people existed and now they exist in spirit yeah and i and i want to feel life how they were able to feel life and i want to feel life as an extension of how they were able to feel Mm -hmm. life because they didn't just do that on their own and sometimes what they did was go beyond the restrictions that were placed on them Mm -hmm. like it's so much of sensuality is resistance.
0: Oh my gosh, literally you're we're, we're the physical embodiment of their spirit. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think people always understand like it's crazy that two ancestors cross paths for you to be here like yeah. multiple like that happened hundreds generations of times. And generations
1: and generations like what and we're the embodiment yeah. of that and, and so how why are we having is. lackluster sex then right exactly uh, i really want to know right like, you know we talk about what do they say like uh, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. Right. If I'm having wax sex, this is not my ancestors' wildest no. dream, and we have to stop right now because I have to, I have some living to do. <laughs> this this is not what they put on my bingo card of living my ancestors' wildest dreams. Yeah, so. no,
0: my my ancestors definitely did not want me having bad sex, and also like again swallowing myself so that someone else can. can- be f- fed and fed. feel like yeah and fed no, no, no. off
1: of fed off of bullshit not right. even fed off of the goodness of me but fed off of like when i'm like okay here damn yeah
0: like yeah no no or also the me that's like mm,
1: i just I, you
0: know like the unsure the uncertain like fed off
1: of their power over me
0: right right yeah cuz power <laughs> and you know i think sometimes when we talk about um sensuality insects and in other places Mm -hmm. we forget about the ways that those power dynamics can really color like Mm -hmm. who is allowed spaces for Mm -hmm. pleasure Mm -hmm. and where they're allowed those Mm spaces spaces for pleasure absolutely um and for most of us like Sometimes that's in a bedroom, <laughs> just f- with two people. Absolutely, and and that to me is also sad because there's so many more spaces, experiences, relationships where and intimacy, right, yeah. where pleasure and intimacy yeah. are really important. That, um, that's like why I do this because right. I'm like, I don't want anyone to be having bad sex, but I also don't want anyone to be having bad love or yeah or, or bad or
1: intimacy or right. just like. Feeling like they have to be alone, yeah. Like, and even even in the act of like you know sensuality with oneself, that's not an experience of being alone. And that's why I talk about this intuition being something that you do with your ancestors. Like, Mm. it's actually a relationship between you and your ancestors. Mm. Or how you're talking about breastfeeding—that's an intimate moment between you and your child. Yeah. Like, it's not simply through romantic partnership, and it's also not simply through like two people. Yeah. It's it's through body and spirit. Yeah. You know, and mm. and when you're communicating between body and spirit, you're not alone. You know, and that was something that I really had to like understand, and I'm still learning how to understand it because I know that the me that will sit there and participate in bad sex is the me who told my ancestors to go back there and shut up. Mm. And now I've now I've, you know, messed with my relationship with something that sustains me all the time. The they don't want to have bad the sex alignment. with me. You know, like oh my- and people feel uncomfortable saying stuff like that. But yeah. It's the truth. It's yeah. the truth. And also, you know, once spirits move out of the flesh, all of these different ideas on how we should live our life go out the window too. Spirit yeah. is just spirit. They don't give a fuck about all of the different taboos of life. They want you to be feeling a good life. And if good life means good sex, they're not stopping you from that. Yeah. Fuck all of the religious ideology and things like they want you to be feeling a good life. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. And they yeah. don't want that to have to go be silent while you struggle in any way, not right. even in sex.
0: Yeah, because they're there with you. But I right. wanted to I wanted to ask you. I was saying the alignment is so crazy cuz literally my next question is mm-hmm. when, so when you think about that person that that will be more accepting of that like what are the what are the things that you have had to overcome in order to mm-hmm. um be in the communities that you're in in order to show up and do the self work for yourself Mm -hmm. that you're doing like what are those things for you um either over that you've overcame or Mm -hmm. are working to overcome
1: huh okay well i think that one of the main things that i've had to overcome and i think it's also something that i'm still overcoming because i think in a lot of ways especially throughout womanhood but also black womanhood Mm -hmm. is how much we are groomed to be a certain role. You know, and this is not just through spirituality. This is just through social conditioning all over, Mm -hmm. you know. And so for so long, I wanted to have a certain life. And I thought that I had to have it by a certain age because there's also this time frame that a a black woman has to live, you know, like we don't think about living into our 50s and still having a good life. We don't think about the idea that we can reproduce and like have children like past our 20s, you know. Mm -hmm. So I thought. Oh, I'm gonna be married and have children by 24, 25 years old, right? That's what I thought. Ooh, oh my God. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, just to find out in my, my early 20s, like, um, you're queer as fuck. Let's keep <laughs> it real. Yeah. And also, like, kids, like, you have things to do and live your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was like mm-hmm. one of the first layers of like a let's break down these walls that I had, right? And through my queerness and queerness not necessarily just meaning like engaging with like um same assigned, you know, sex at birth, but like queerness as far as engaging with a plethora of types of people, mm-hmm. but also engaging with myself in a different way mm-hmm. and engaging with my own understanding of my identity. Mm-hmm. That's where I realized like oh, I haven't even been feeling pleasure yet. You know, how can I ever be somebody who who is a partner to someone else or is a, you know, mother to someone else if I don't actually know what this feels like in my own body? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where all of this started for me. And still, I'm still having my hiccups because then I feel bits of that pleasure. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, well this is a good thing. I want this to be my only thing. And it's like, wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. And so life has been doing this cute little thing. It's so not cute life. Right. Because I already
0: know. Right. Yeah. Life has
1: <laughs> been doing this cute little thing where it's like, there's more and you can have more. And I'm like, what do you mean I can have more? I never thought I could have more because life didn't groom me to have mm-hmm. more. Well, life groomed me to have more. Mm-hmm. But people around me didn't groom mm-hmm. me to have more. Like nothing had has ever told me that I can have more. And so now I'm not only dealing with the sensations of having more but also feeling comfortable with having more Mm -hmm. um and it took um so not too long ago but there was a situation where i was like oh yeah like i really like this person and i want to be involved with them and i also had kind of just got out of another relationship um but you know i'm very much a person where it's like if i feel it i feel it Mm -hmm. and when you know you know Mm -hmm. you know you know even if what you know is that it's going to be an experience, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, I think this is the one because this person, you know, it's very rare that you find somebody who's like, I'm sure of you the same way you're sure of me, yeah, and that's what it was. Granted, I'm a Scorpio and that person's a Scorpio too, so. Oh am I just lord. Going to do that? <laughs> but I love I love a Scorpio yeah. down for real. I love it. I love yeah. it. Right um and i'm like we get it see i'm not crazy about this because you crazy about this too you know um but yeah and so basically in like my situation you know i had to like consult with my guides about it because i still want to make sure that i'm going down the right path because i have been sure about people who have wrecked my fucking life oh my god but gosh. you know what it still needed to happen because right, it taught me something right. and that's my sad statement right, it was, right? The it was the experience experience. <laughs> i learned but at the end of right, it, i learned right, right? um and so when i did all of that it was kind of like a it was like "Mm, that shit dead and i was like bro what and it took you know somebody who's like really important to me who's like an elder you know one of my elders said to me look you're a serial monogamist and you are so quick to call a good thing a relationship Mm. give yourself some time to date Mm. he said fuck 100 men if that's what you want to do <laughs> fuck 30 fuck however many you want and I was just like like this is a spiritual elder right religion <laughs> religion elder yeah. and it's like go outside and fuck and play <laughs> and I'm just like huh <laughs> and through this process I've been learning a couple of things so now I'm dating I'm actually oh, dating I was
0: like are you gonna tell us you're having a hoe phase because another one
1: though
0: <laughs> but this one's yes! different right oh my gosh because this is like okay. shameless whole face oh my gosh i want to have a shameless whole face so bad so what I- is that come on okay. like no you, you got to listen you know? remember in the elevator i was telling you that yeah. she has been fucked up and i just have the urge to be outside and having this whole face yeah. every every moment life is like no sit down
1: yeah sit down Sit down, sit
0: down. But
1: that's what I thought too. I thought that life was telling me to sit down because somebody would come around to make me feel like, oh, this Mm. is the one and I shouldn't be on the streets. Mm. Every time I would be like, I'm to the streets, it would be this person that's like, wait, but this house feels really cozy and comfy and I should be in it. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be in it. Just come and visit and see what you like about the house so that one day when you're done being on the streets, which is what I told you to go do, then you'll know what you like. Right, and leave. And leave. And so now I'm... I'm actively dating because I'm doing a couple of things. One, so, so that I can exercise the fact that I have options mm. and that I don't Child. have to, like I didn't realize, you know, when they talk about settling, settling starts with you before there even is a person. Mm. Settling starts with with you wanting to settle, yeah. you wanting to play it safe, you mm. wanting what you want and not wanting more, mm-hmm. you know, and- so I'm dating so that I can explore what else there is out there. Mm. What else I can choose. Mm. Like, I don't necessarily come from the same background as a lot of these different people who are approaching me. Mm. Like, I don't have PhD. Mm. I don't have affluent background. Mm. I don't have, you know. Where I'm... are you hanging out? Cause I'm trying to <laughs> Okay. And so here's the deal. <laughs> Hear me out. I never tried dating apps or anything like that uh-huh. because I was very like I can meet people in person and I was always outside. But the thing is, is when you frequent the same places, you only meet the same types of people, right? So that's what was happening. And people were telling me around me that, like, you know, they've had good experiences with dating apps. And at first I was like, okay, let me go on a dating app just because I want to go on dates. I just want people to take me out. I don't even care if it goes anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I think I'm a little bit more intentional where it's like I don't necessarily know that I'm going to find my forever on there. Yeah. If I do, then cool. And this is my first time using a dating app in the yeah. past couple months, right? Yeah. Like I've never used a dating app before this yeah. past couple months where I'm using Hinge. Um I was going to say which app cuz I'm Hinge. about to... <laughs> Hinge. Okay. And it's been it's been the thing I like about Hinge is like some people, you know, yeah, Hinge is tight. Oh, you're on Hinge too? Yeah. Okay, all Some right. people talk about like, oh, they're like long relationship, open to a short relationship. Other people are like still figuring out your dating goals. And it says all of that on their profile, right? Okay,
0: because I'm polyamorous. I'm a polyamorous Yeah, and you pansexual. can say that on
1: there. <laughs> you can say that you're poly- polyamorous okay. and pansexual on there. and okay. And you can make those like the things that you're looking for and whether or not they're deal breakers. Mm. And then so it'll filter out different people for you. And with that, it's like, okay if these are the things that we have in common as far as we're looking for, but these are not, but there's plenty of things we don't have in common as far as who we are. Mm. Like you are an engineer and I am a spiritualist. Like Mm. where do we, where do we have this in common? Probably nowhere, Mm. but I've, it's been so beautiful because I've been in the faces of people who damn near everything that they would say that they don't like about a person. I am. And they're Mm. having the time of their fucking life. Mm. And I'm like, look at you like Mm -hmm. you being who you are will get you through doors that these people don't even realize that they open for you yeah you know and so it's empowering it's really empowering and i think that the spirituality had aided me in that because in one in one essence you know it shot down my want for this like one monogamous relationship Mm. which i still you know i think that for me personally like i am a monogamous person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that I can't figure out what it is that I'm going to choose as my one person. Yeah, and I don't think that choosing one person necessarily means that you don't choose that you don't choose it. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be that you're settling with one person. Yeah. Choose that one person. Yeah, and. So I think that's also something that's happening for me is I'm figuring out what I like from each of these exchanges. Like, Mm. okay, well, I like the one who's like, wants to take me on the trips. And I like the one who, you know, is so sure of me that he wants to marry me right now. And I like the one who eats coochie good. And I like the one, I like the one who challenges everything that I say, you know, and you know, I like the one who has a clean home and Mm -hmm, I like, you know, mm -hmm. like, I like all of these things. And I have just been like writing down a little list of my Mm. takeaways from it. And I think that that right there just writing it down mm. it's gonna bring me the right thing you yeah. know and then i don't have to compromise because i have been a serial when my elder was talking about serial monogamous i'm the person who says 30 percent of what i want in a person is is here mm. so i think that's enough
0: mm. and i
1: i call that enough of a good thing to be in the relationship mm. and it's like girl you you've never experienced all that you want and Maybe I won't experience all that I want in one person right mm-hmm. now, but I can experience it in ten. Yeah. Yeah. Why not?
0: Hell yeah. Why oh not? Oh my gosh.
1: You know? Oh my gosh. So, is so yes, monogamy, but it's like, is it really? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Is that really what, what I'm doing? I don't know. Okay. I'm I'm not calling it anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm experiencing and it feels definitely. good.
0: I was gonna say, I'm definitely gonna sign up for Hinge after this. Yeah.
1: Um I've also seen this app called Black. I haven't actually I've tried, tried it. it. I don't really like the interface.
0: The um, interface of it yeah.
1: it's not that great yeah uh,
0: i have a lot of hope for it i'm
1: i didn't meet... in the building blocks of, yes, of it all, yes though. yeah yeah
0: and i did meet one woman that mm-hmm. i uh have been talking to that i am interested in so there's that but um what happened was uh-huh. is um I so I put on my profile that I was polyamorous. Right. And then somebody um reported me and and said that I was um like soliciting people on the app and Which they, is
1: what's so stupid about people's understanding of polyamory cuz that's like not it at all. Right. Like no, I'm actually not trying to lure you in to be a part of like my little like sex troupe. like
0: yeah i probably wasn't even interested in you to be yeah. honest um yeah so they suspended my account after that and then i had to go through all these things so like get it back but i also I thought you were a
1: pimp basically right
0: and so but i also have never really used dating apps like that so mm-hmm. i just didn't bring it back and i was really sad because yeah. i like connected with this yeah. woman and then i just decided to like A year and a half later to like get it back. And Mm -hmm. she was like the first person that messaged me and was like, oh
1: shit, you're back.
0: And I was like, yeah, bitch, here's my number. She was looking for you. I was like,
1: here's my number. Because they suspended your account. So you couldn't even (laughs) like let her know, like, hey, I'm about to be off of this. They locked me
0: up. We had plans to meet up and everything. Uh Like, I felt so bad. But yeah that's funny um, it yeah it was a it was a journey but... that's funny
1: <laughs> i'm interested to to hear more about this story as time unfolds yeah
0: same because i
1: I don't think that any of those type of things are by mistake but you know
0: yeah we'll i mean shoot. i'm still mad at them about that they could have asked me yeah first, fuck but... black
1: but also like maybe thanks later. Yeah. we'll
0: see yeah we'll see <laughs> it yeah the jury's out but um maybe okay. you needed
1: to get kicked off of the app so that you could see that she was the first one to circle back around, and it could be a cute little story, you know. And we have had cute conversations, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see. I'm hey. Slow, I'm slow, slow, up. slow. Yeah. We sorry, see, you know. We see. Scorpio with Sag placements. I don't. I don't do slow, but I think about it. I know you
0: already try to put us in a relationship, uh, and yeah. like my Libra rising is like hell no. Not? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like right. i'm just here because it's
0: fun right i'm so i'm curious uh you talked a little bit about like relationships the, mm-hmm. and the where where you are mm-hmm. now with dating but um have your relationships um like shifted since you um begin like began the journey since mm-hmm. when you were doing like ceremony and all whites mm-hmm. like how did that what was the impact of that on relationships
1: Oh man. Well, I started my journey in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I came into serial monogamous, so let's let's get into that. Oh oh.
0: <laughs> Let me pick up so, my wine. Right.
1: <laughs> so I started the relationship I started the religion in a relationship. Um and that relationship was an in person, polyamorous relationship. Or what I thought was polyamorous I also did not know that you were polyamorous at any point. Yeah. So I think that monogamy is, is where I am. Mm-hmm. I don't think that monogamy is the only way to go about loving. And I think it's very much to each their own. Mm-hmm. I understand why monogamy works best for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I was in a relationship with somebody who was an in-person and close relationship. We lived down the street from each other. And then that person ended up moving um, for a spell of time to a different state. And so we're doing like a long distance type of thing. However, um, full transparency, that person didn't really agree with the fact that I was also like still attracted to men, mm. like cis men. And mm. um, that became an issue. Mm. Um, and so the polyamory wasn't really polyamory if there is a like like confinement over yeah. sexuality, right? Yeah. And sure. it might have worked it had it been a different situation. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that it would have worked if had it been a different situation and it had been with like a femme. Mm-hmm. Only because, and I think the reason why it doesn't work for me is because people that I usually get in relationships with don't want to share me.
0: Mm-hmm. And because
1: in order for me to do many, I'm giving parts of myself to each. I'm not mm-hmm. giving the whole of myself mm-hmm. to each. Some people are able to do that. I know that I'm not able to, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'll be robbing anybody by doing so, you mm-hmm, know? mm mm-hmm. And so they didn't like it and um why was I talking about this again? Oh, how it's impacted, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that became issues and it was like, oh, they were allowed to engage with other people, but I wasn't. And <sighs> I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't that's like not,
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not ethical. No, not, it, not it not wasn't me. it
1: wasn't ethical. Yeah. And so because of that experience, you know, we still were trying to work things out and you know, they are still um engaging in polyamory and that's beautiful for them because maybe they found someone who was able to give them more than I could have Mm. and that's beautiful um but yeah I was in a relationship with them and then I got into the point in my journey where I knew that I was I was ready to start walking into the path of priesthood and um that's like a whole you know moment in time that happened and in that moment in time like that day the day that I decided okay I'm gonna do this was the day that they actually like cut things off with me yeah and they were like "Mm, I can't see you being anything other than who you've already been, even though I know you're becoming everything I've ever wanted you to be and i was that's like "That's crazy that's insane yeah these are things people say to me with their full chest oh my so, gosh i don't know where it comes from i'm just like well thanks truth like life loves to do this to me right and they love to be like
0: and it's also lies it's like, lies what?
1: and i know you know and you also just know. get the fuck out of my life right because
0: if you don't see that if you if the that's all you see then get out right of here, like you this, know? it's already dead like right. bye
1: <laughs> man and so i think that like that was the first impact that it had over my relationships was mm. like, mm, you don't actually need them. Like you don't actually need relationships. And then I found somebody who I got to a point where I was still dating and I wrote, actually wrote down a list of all of the different things that I would want in the person who's like the love of my life. Mm. Right. And that person came into my life probably like five days later. And there they they were a person who didn't come into my life. They were actually friends with me for years. Oh, wow. And I didn't actually know that they were attracted to women. Mm. Um... Or femmes or you know, I thought that I didn't I just didn't know, right? And um yeah, we moved it from friendship into like a relationship and things like that. But through that process, what I learned was that I actually didn't write enough on that list. Mm. And I actually missed a lot of steps and the things that I wanted were based off of what I had already been given and mm. what I saw was possible. Mm. So I think that spirituality in far as far as how it's um shaped my relationships and changed my relationships is like no matter even if you are in a committed relationship you can always ask for more yeah you can always be more you can always show up differently Mm -hmm. and you're gonna go through so many different evolutions of who you are Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. that whoever it is should be able to just like keep up yeah you know and maybe it's that's not why instant. they had to go because you don't
0: keep evolving man and if you're not here for that no then bye. no
1: and so that happened through that other relationship that i was in like i got, mm. got into the other relationship with that person who came and through that process of knowing that i can ask for more some of the things that i was asking for more of weren't either even like luxuries in a relationship mm-hmm. they were like the basis like Bare minimum of oh relationship, just gosh. certain levels of honesty yeah. and certain levels of consideration, and and things where it's like I wouldn't even do this to my friend, yeah. let alone a romantic partner. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I think that it changed my my standards, and it and it turned the mirror on me to realize in all of my past love exchanges, like was I in love with the person, or was I in love with who I got to show up as with the mm. person? and I was always in love with who I got to show up as. Mm. And when that person was no longer like allowed a seat at that table, that's when I would leave. Mm. But only once the table, when I when I tell you no seat at the table, meaning every, table, every seat at the table has been taken up. Mm. There's no food, there's only crumbs. There's not even crumbs on the floor anymore. Mm. Like I would wait till that point. Mm. Now I'm like, oh, this table don't even, this, I don't even want that on the table. <laughs> Yeah, because yes. i can make more on this table over here yeah. with myself i totally
0: yes yeah yeah
1: i can feel Man. it in my bones when somebody's just not it yeah but i will say because i'm in this dating phase i can know when someone's not it but i know that they're it for right now and so like yeah. i said and for, and to take
0: it for what it is exactly yeah and,
1: and strictly what it is Yeah. And when the time comes that i want something else then i'll want something else but for now if i just want somebody gonna take me on the dates and I have a reason to get dressed up, and I'm gonna listen to the person talk to me about absolutely nothing. I'm gonna do it because at least I'm getting the experience. Yeah, you know, or the person you know who's gonna eat my coochie good, but you know, probably doesn't necessarily connect with me in any other way. Yeah. But we have a sexual chemistry. I'm yeah. gonna take it. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, because yeah. why do I have to? I can't wait for it all and not get my building blocks in the meantime. Yeah, you know, for sure.
0: I think that's also like another reason why I am polyamorous yeah. like for me it's not something i'm trying it is definitely something no. i am yeah because i i love i love experiencing people i yeah. can always i feel like i can always find something, something beautiful to, about someone yes. something to tap yes. into and it may not be like everything mm-hmm. it may not be like every single thing that mm-hmm. i hoped for but i feel but like I'm still very, all worthy exactly yeah. that's yeah. what i was just gonna say and i feel like being able to deeply experience people mm-hmm. is like such a beautiful thing, yeah. In life, yeah. so I'm I'm happy that uh, you're having those experiences. Yeah. Ha- have there been shenanigans? oh absolutely oh my god i love shenanigans shenanigans. wait okay so okay so actually we're getting into pillow talk with lynn right now which is Uh the very last of our segments and Uh we're going to talk about some fun things okay okay so let's just do it since we talk about shenanigans yeah are there any like particular shenanigans you'd like to share or maybe just like you know like a little just snippet or overview of
1: shenaniganing (laughs) Okay, um, let's let's talk about the shenanigans. I'm making
0: up words over here.
1: Um, okay, what have been the shenanigans? So keep in mind, I went through like um, I of course you you know because I talked to you about it and you kind of understand um, the process and the religion and everything. Mm. But I went through a year of like outside of that person that I was in a relationship with. Like I wasn't really engaging in any physical touch. Mm. I wasn't um going to like um public events. I wasn't like I, I was very with myself Mm -hmm. during that time Mm -hmm. um now that i'm not in that space anymore and i've been doing the dating thing um there's definitely been shenanigans there's definitely been moments where i'm quite literally like will text my homegirl and be like a or b (laughs) Ah! and she has no idea what a or b means and depending on what the a or b means means like how far am I about to go with this person? Oh shit! You know, and I've been having fun with wow, that. Wow, that's have, dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous, but it's fun. It's fucking fun. Oh my gosh! And I've had shenanigans of also. Oh my god! Um, Not the tongue out. So remember how I was saying, like, you know, there are, and of course, I'm being safe, um, but. There are people where it's like, we might relate on one level, but not the the other level. right? Mm -hmm. And so there's people where it's like, I might relate with them intellectually, but then they're a person who hasn't been on a date or hasn't been in a relationship for like four years. Mm. And the only other time that they have been in a relationship was with one person. And they've only ever had sex with one person. And so then I'm experiencing these situations where it's like, you don't know what you're doing. And now the ball's in my court
0: sometimes that's fun sometimes, sometimes it's, it's really fun. annoying and sometimes it's like i'm just gonna dom the fuck out of you yeah. right now and, and you're so gonna love been, it. it it's
1: been shenanigans in that <laughs> way where it's been like ooh, like you don't know what you're doing and i'm gonna have fun right now like i'm gonna get my nut oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna get my nut and they're like wow and i'm like in my head i'm like you didn't even make me come but you know in the same token like yeah. then it is also annoying sometimes where i'm yeah. like this is i'm just here because i want to get my nut so yeah you know
0: yeah. But it's like,
1: oh yeah, stroke is bad. Eating There's- coochie is. Bad yeah, like I
0: know. We need to I honestly we need to do a whole I already did a whole podcast on pussy worship and these niggas still don't get it. They don't get it. So we gonna do another like refresher yeah. or something. Or go yeah. back to the first season and listen to it again because we don't it's not just about licking it. We want you to
1: worship it. We want you to I want you to I want you to feel good even being around it. Yeah like, like remember how we were talking about all of the five senses yes. and sensuality like Sensuality meaning I want you to like the way That it smells I want yes. you to look at it yes. I want you to feel it I want you to yeah. like taste I want all when of it When you
0: taste it I want it to look like It's the most delicious thing You have ever tried Like I just in your cooked you some food
1: right? My friend and right. I we have this joke where we're like You know we just talk about all these different things That we're gonna do when we have like you know A person who's worth it or or many people Who's worth it mm. whatever but somebody who Even if I have five who are worth it one of somebody all of them can (laughs) probably get the same experience but i need to have five who are worth it um so in our in our experiences and our adventures of figuring out what's worth it and what's not we were like someone who's worth it like i can just imagine myself only wearing heels and then having made dinner and just having the plate of dinner like on my lap of course not fucking burning hot and sitting on my lap but then being like oh like come eat you know and then by the time they come like also like we're real dumb shit just like dropping the plate yeah you know, i mean like oh like you wanted that you know yeah. and so i've been
0: <laughs> that I've been... could go a lot of ways because you could be like eat it off the floor yes. you could be like eat this yes like, there's yes. a lot of things that can happen yes
1: and so like shenanigans have kind of led me to that where i like i'm not necessarily looking at people as though they're play things mm-hmm. but i know that some people only have intentions to play so it's like oh you want to play i'm gonna play with you yeah and some people
0: honestly like being playthings it's just all about consent yeah i mean i i have a i i have a relationship with a guy who is literally he wants to be a plaything yeah and he this he he wants me i know that to laugh
1: because sell- <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous that laugh is like i'm having fun yeah i'm having so
0: much fun he literally um asked me to mail him um panties that i've worn oh i want so that. he can just smell my pussy and then i want that and then he'll like send me pictures of himself like wearing my panties on his face <sighs>
1: Oh, I love it. And that's that worship that I'm talking about. Where it's like, I don't even think that that is like too outrageous. It's not. It's like, that's a level of intimacy too. And I can't explain what type of level of intimacy that is. But it's definitely like a... Like a knowingness where it's like a comfort intimacy. Yeah. It's like not a comfort intimacy in the physical where it's we cuddle, but it's a comfort intimacy where it's like, I'm gonna send you my panties. Yeah. It's not just him wanting your panties. It's you being like, okay, you yeah. can have them. You know, exactly. like, exactly. You want that. Yeah. I want somebody to be like, okay, you can have it. Yeah. You know, like,
0: exactly. For sure. Yeah. So, um damn we just went on a whole like thing about pussy i don't even remember what the
1: question was but the 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 shenanigans have been elite Uh they've been elite yes absolutely (laughs) i'm having fun i think that that's and what's wild about this is this has been prescribed by my spiritual guides Mm. to be doing shenanigans they want me i literally had to sit with myself and say wow this is the first time that i have ever been as spiritually equipped as i have been Mm. and at the same time what has been spiritually equipping me has also told me, go outside and live your fucking life and Hell go yeah. be a hoe. Yes, please. Go fuck. Yes. Like, Love it. Please do. Mm-hmm. Like, You're going to trap yourself in something mm-hmm. before you've even gotten to experience any life. And maybe you'll experience enough life to the point where you'll know when something feels like a trap. And I think that that was the point of all of this.
0: Yeah, it's for sure. The
1: serial monogamy thing is its not that monogamy is a bad thing. It's that... I put myself in cages because I'm so used to being in cages. And they're mm. like, go learn how to be free. And it's been uncomfortable. It is hella
0: uncomfortable. Sometimes
1: the shenanigans are uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm like, I have to check in with myself of like, mm. fuck the morality of it. Right? Am I having fun? Yeah. And I think that's, oh, it's been so beautiful to be like, am I having fun? Yeah. Okay, do it. Yeah. You're, you know you're safe you're having fun mm-hmm. fuck the morality of it mm-hmm. and at the end of the day and this is also what my elder had told me Um, he had said the person who wants to wife you is gonna do just that and don't let anyone or anything make you feel like that's not gonna happen so I can be the hoe mm-hmm. I absolutely can you know how many people were taking out the strip club taking off the hoe <laughs> stroll <laughs> Uh, yes, I do, actually. Yeah. And when I talk about those type of people, like being the best spiritualist, yeah. I'm telling you, whatever spirit is leading them to that good ass life they fucking have, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. Let's, let's do that.
0: Yeah, 100%. I want to do that too. I want to I ask you um, a follow up question mm-hmm. about that because um, you said you're dating a lot and I would just love to know, like, what is your most like fun date that you've been on?
1: Hmm honestly so i'm like and this is the part that really sucks because i'm very much like a stripped down bare minimum type of person yeah like why does it suck i mean i think it sucks because like life is telling me oh want more and i'm not comfortable wanting more Yeah. but i'm learning to be comfortable wanting more but the more is not fun it's a facade yeah so it's like yeah you could take me to this luxurious place and all this stuff but i'm not having that much fun yeah what i really want to know because i'm a fucking scorpio is i want to know who you are yeah and so Honestly, the most fun that I've had on a date was like really simple and wholesome. And it was like, okay, we went to go get tacos and we played that We're Not Really Strangers game. Ooh, and the, wait,
0: what's this game? I've never heard you of never it.
1: Heard, oh, you would love it. Oh my God. Tell me. Okay. So the We're Not Really Strangers game, I think it. I think it um, is developed by the same people who did Red Table Talk. And I know that's a little problematic, but whatever. Um, but We're Not Really Strangers, it has like three different levels, right? and level 1 i believe it might be i might be mixing up the levels but there's one level that's like about perception right and it's like okay how do you how do you view things in life mm. and maybe how do you view me the next is about what, what is your experience of me right now? And what is your wants and needs of, of me right now? Like it's, it's the engagement level, mm. right? And then there's the reflection level, which is like, how are you feeling about the game? And so different people will do like all of the level one and then all the level two, all of the level three. Some mm. people do, okay, we're going to do one card from level one, one card from level two, one card from level three. Mm. There's also a card that says go deeper. So if you don't like, like if you don't feel like the person has explained enough, You can pull out the go deeper card and you can make them go deeper into the conversation. And then there's also little activities where it's like you have to write a note to your, your child self or you have to write a note to the person that's next to you. Um, about how you feel about them in this moment. Are they black and white cards? They're red and white. Red cards. and
0: white. I think I've seen YouTube videos yeah. for this, but I've never actually done yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Or there's and there's like different activities. Like you have to stare at somebody for 30 seconds. Oh my gosh. And then Soul you have gazing? To, yes. And That's, then you have to like oh it, and this mind you, this is a game that I played on a first date. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'll, mind you, Scorpio. So, but it was just like ugh, was it this a
0: different Scorpio
1: or the same? No, same, same one. <laughs> <laughs> And oh I'm like, gosh. how could you do this? And, but, they brought the game? Yes. Oh, wow.
0: They was trying to it get was shows. That,
1: it was that Uno. <laughs> and, oh, Lord. um, It was that Uno. And what other game was it? I think it was like Cards Against Humanity. Mm. And I was like... We're going for this one. Yeah. I want to play this one. Yeah. Like, let's just get it all on the table because that's just how I am in general. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like that and people are not like that back with me. Yeah. But yeah, I had so much fun. And that day ended up turning into like, well, I'm going to spend multiple days with you because I'm having such a good time. And we didn't even finish the game like when we went to go get tacos. We finished the game. Like, we played multiple rounds like there. And then, you know, we got back to the house. I and was then... going to say,
0: that sounds like a whole shenanigan as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh yeah and when i tell you like i wish there was a i wish there was a card that said like do you have a hammer because had i known uh, i know this is gonna air i don't care had i known there was a hammer there oh my (laughs) god a
0: hammer oh my gosh
1: Yeah, we're not really strangers. Like I needed to know that about you. Where was this card? Oh my gosh! But was it was it a good hand? Yeah, I had to slide the dig deeper card because you can't just have it there and and not. I need you. I need you to dig now. Yeah. figure it out oh break the gosh. pavement
0: please I'm seeing the little devil horn start yeah come up. shenanigans <laughs> shenanigans you know a good shenanigan. I know a shenanigan. You and do. I have fun
1: like I'm just it's so you fun you like the shenanigans yes, too yes yes I'm so glad and I'm so glad that I'm going to be you know as I was saying earlier like the person who's in my 60s who has lived a delicious life mm. I'm so glad that I'm living this moment in time so that I can look back mm-hmm. at this time and that's, that's what, what I'm
0: doing it for journal
1: absolutely <laughs> absolutely like there's you know i think we spend so much time talking about our inner child and our inner yeah. child and our inner child my inner child enjoyed sensuality in a different way my inner child loved to dance and loved to draw and paint and make friends and you know i just love to like cuddle with my mom and stuff like that and all of those things are very much present do i think that i'm doing that specifically for my inner child no i think i'm doing that as an extension of my inner child mm-hmm. but for mm-hmm. my older self mm-hmm. so that when i look back I have all of these experience to share if I, you know, have kids one day to share with like my kids and their kids Mm -hmm. and be like, Mm -hmm. this person, yeah, Mm -hmm. all of it, Mm -hmm. all of it. And I think that that's necessary. You know, my own grandma, I'm not going to put her business out there because, you know, she told me these things. Yeah. But like, and she's the most like delicate, little, sweet, little, wholesome, little (laughs) lady. And when I tell you that lady lived her fucking life, like, Oh, I have to do this. Yeah, I have to do this. And she, you know, she did both, and she did it all. And yeah, you know, I'm not just doing this as an extension of my ancestors, but also of my elders who are still alive. Yeah, like, same. They deserve to see that of me, and yeah. I think that it teaches them something. Yeah, because yeah, they might have grown into this space of like wholesomeness and tranquility and things like that. But don't you forget that you was tooting it up and throwing it back. Okay, That's
0: why I talk about wildness because I realized when I did my ancestry that the women in my family have been the stuff of lore for generations. Like I come from a family of boundary breakers and just loud talking wild spirits. And when I learned that about myself, I was like, that's why I feel such a Powerful. uh, You feel
1: powerful because they're all sitting at the table with exactly, you in
0: that moment yeah and to do anything less of myself would be a disservice absolutely to all, to all of that energy that's just yeah. brewing inside of me not
1: only what you come from but what you're giving yourself to yeah you know sure. like i'm not even showing up as my full self because i didn't show up to the table where all of the women that i came mm. from have a seat Mm. and when they have a seat oh then you really feel me here yeah you're getting you're getting parts of me you're not getting the whole of me yeah and i'm not even being the whole of me and this isn't gonna last that long Mm. because all that whole of me is what sustains me Mm. that's what's gonna give me the delicious life
0: gems I have one last question for you okay. before we wrap because we've, we've had you. We've
1: had a time. Uh, we have, we
0: have. I love, it. I I love that to you phrase hours. now. I, I told can literally you. talk to you for hours. It's the Virgo Scorpio. We, re- we could record a three-hour yeah. podcast yeah, if we really absolutely. wanted to. I'm like, absolutely. do I have to go to class? Right. Y- yes. Do I? Have I do. To. I, do. Have I have to. to feed my son too. It's okay. I have to feed it's okay. We'll have another right, time. Right, sure. right. We're going to have to because I just love and appreciate you so much for being Likewise. here. Thank you
1: so much. I've had so much fun.
0: My last question, is um what do you think people get wrong about scorpios (laughs) 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 can i can i just say that i used to be one of those people that was like fuck scorpios they're crazy but honestly Ever since you were talking uh-huh. at the gold beams thing and you broke down Scorpios uh-huh. and all their phases, I've attracted so many Scorpios yeah. into my life. And I've just been like, wow, Scorpios are different, different. in a good way. They're in
1: unpredictable. A, and, They're unpredictable. But also
0: just like there's every Scorpio I know has such a quiet power, mm-hmm. a loud power and a quiet mm-hmm, power mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is that can feel if you're insecure it can feel unsettling Mm -hmm. and if you're secure it can feel very secure
1: Mm -hmm. and i think that that answers your question as far as like no (laughs) and and like i'll I'll break it down a little bit more so i think that's what answers your question about the misconception of scorpios Mm. is the issues that people have with scorpios are always the issues they have with themselves Mm. and that quiet power is that mirror and it's like scorpios Scorpios have like um a, a very specific... And I can, we were kind of talking about this like with the Virgos overthinking the the Scorpios underthinking, right? Yeah. Scorpios have a very specific role um, as far as like the, the equinox of the Zodiac, right? Mm. Scorpios have the role of literally being able to understand the minds of people, but their burden is that they are not supposed to say what they see. And so the power is in not saying what they see. Mm. And what ends up happening is people learn themselves through Scorpios.
0: Mm.
1: And so sometimes they learn this the part of themselves that they don't really like and that's the part that makes them think you did this to me. You Scorpio, you did this to me. Mm. But then there's a part of them that realizes their power and then they come back around to thank Scorpios mm. for what they've shown them. And so sometimes it feels like a blessing, sometimes it feels like a lesson, right? But the Scorpio is is the mirror to the the depths of your soul. The darkness doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it is dark. The depths of your soul, the truth of who you are is dark. Mm. You know It truly is. And the, the darkness is a beautiful thing. And the thing about Scorpio is that quiet power, but also that loud power that kind of gets us in trouble is you can't bring darkness into the light. Mm. Like you can't force it because it hurts and it's mm. uncomfortable. But when you allow it to just be where it's at. And you allow people to come into it and feel safe there. Mm. That's a place where they can rest. It's a place where they can reflect. It's a place where they can be with the truth of who they are and don't have to feel like there's a spotlight on them. Mm. You know, that's and I think that that's where people get wrong about Scorpios. Do I think that Scorpios also have their issues? Absolutely. Scorpios wanting to possess people is a problem because mm. the thing about the darkness, like I said the darkness cannot consume the light. Mm. And so for us wanting to consume people, we try to consume their their light and they don't like it mm. and then it makes it makes Scorpios feel like, well why don't you? Mm. And the jealousy, I remember somebody told me that jealousy um cuz jealousy is a trait that people say Scorpios have, mm. right? They said that um it was about re- like jealousy is less about resentment and more about like comparison. Mm. And it's a well, why do you, why can you do this with this person and not do it with me? And so Scorpios feel rejected, and that's why the jealousy comes from. Really, the jealousy is a why do you why can you do this with yourself and not do it with me? And a Scorpio wants more than anything for people to feel safe around them. Mm-hmm. Because if people feel safe around them, then they feel safe around people. Mm-hmm.
0: Security. Security.
1: Yeah. It's all about security. Yeah. Scorpios teach us so much about security. And this is me as a Scorpio and knowing Scorpios and loving Sc- Scorpios, like they teach me so much about uh, Mm. security they even teach me like i've had scorpios who i know there's this idea around like possession but scorpios when they deal with another scorpio or at least with me they actually are fine with me not being possessed Mm. and i'm like why are you fine with it what Mm. are you doing you know and it and it checks me because then i realize like dang like you're kind of just with whatever i'm with Mm -hmm. scorpios are down for whatever Mm -hmm. and they're loyal in that way they're down for whatever yeah they are because whatever whatever it is that you want to be is the truth of who you are yeah and if you can feel comfortable in that truth then i support it yeah so i
0: love that about scorpios that's really what i really down Yeah, yeah yeah i do now you've changed me
1: I love Virgos too, but I love Virgos for that reason. It's like, I think that they work really well. They work yeah, really well around each other. Virgos, I used to be like, oh, you guys overthink so much. Yeah, and, we really do. But most of the Virgos <laughs> that I knew, like, they were always engaged with like Sagittarius people. And I was just like, but that's a certain phase in a Virgo's life. Yeah. What's and, crazy
0: is my husband is a Sagittarius.
1: But you guys work. Because we the Sagittarius... Do loves freedom yeah and so yeah that's where that's where it works in a sagittarius presents to a virgo the type of freedom that a virgo truly craves yeah and a virgo presents to a sagittarius a level of discipline that a sagittarius truly craves Mm. sagittarius love freedom but then we run ourselves well i'm not a sagittarius but i have hella sagittarius we run ourselves into a fucking wall and we're like what could i have done to fix that yeah virgo will tell you
0: Never go we'll tell you. <laughs> we will. We will. We done already. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop Figured yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. That's hella true. Yeah. All right. I, d- I don't want this to end, but I got to go to class and we got to let you yeah, get on with your life. Go. Yeah. Um, Again, I appreciate you so much for being here. Yes. Um, it was a wonderful conversation. And uh, where can people find you? Like, if they want to know more about you and yeah, link up sure. with you or, you know.
1: To, you know, know about the bad bitch that I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, my handle on all social media is at Child of Nines. Mm. Um, so it's Child of Nines. Um, and Nines is spelled out N-I-N-E-S. Um yeah, and so I have Twitter, Instagram, I have uh TikTok. I don't really use TikTok. Mm. Um but yeah, if you want to hear my brain dumps, Twitter is the place to be. Instagram <laughs> I on Twitter, I yeah. did not. Okay. Oh, I've been Twitter Twitter is still that's going strong. That? Okay, okay. Love <laughs> a Twitter down. Okay. Um Instagram <laughs> if you want to see like, you know, my little day-to-day lives and put faces to some of the shit that I'd be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that's where you can find me
0: yes definitely catch up with them Um, we'll link social media in the show notes too so people could just like boop 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 click on it Um, and with that you are our last guest um, for season I know save the best for last exactly and it's during your season too. so happy birthday happy Scorpio season thank you and yeah thanks for listening guys we will see you soon bye 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 before we go, want to give a few shout outs. First to our wonderful, dynamic, just illustrious, beautiful producer and sound engineer, Rihanna Simone, um, who is in the studio with us every week. Producing and making sure we sound good and making sure everything makes sense. Um, if you want to see more of her work, there'll be links to her social media in the description for our show. Um, and also, our theme song is produced by Rihanna Natural Phenomenon and features poetry by me and the beautiful, angelic, full voice that sounds like honey, Timbrielle, you can find her social media and links also in our description. And you can even find a link to Natural Phenomenon on Spotify if you'd like to hear the whole thing, which you do. So go give it a listen. (laughs) And one thing I love about Adult Happy Hour is we have a wonderful community of listeners. And this all started with an Instagram post, which led to weekly discussions, sharing resources, learning, and so much more. I get so excited when y'all see me in public and tell me you've come from something you've heard on the show, or when you DM me to tell me you did some kinky shit, and I want us to continue having moments like this. If you learned something tonight... Or if you really just enjoy hearing us giggle, join us on Patreon where you can hear behind the scenes shenanigans, hotels, and conversations that just get deeper and juicier. It also helps us to continue bringing you the content that you love, so follow the link in our bio and if you're not already following us on instagram what are you doing jk um you can find me at poetry and tings and we do adult happy hour in my story every single thursday i cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for supporting us